everyone. Welcome back to Dying to Ask. This is a little bonus episode, a little something I threw together, like a bonus Jonas Sands Jonas brother. Had a real deja vu moment here in the last week. I started getting emails from NBC Sports about athlete interview offers for the 2020 Summer Olympics. Only it's 2021, but you know that whole thing. So just like I did this time last year, these emails started coming in. It was a little surreal because it was right before the world went sideways. So this time last year, I do remember reading an article about an Olympic boxing qualifier. It was in China. And a number of the athletes had come down with what they described in the article as pneumonia. And I remember reading it and thinking, oh, that would be brutal. And it reminded me of the time that the flu went around the 2002 Salt Lake City Games. Got that one. And then norovirus went through the 2018 Winter Games in South Korea. Did not get that one. And I remember thinking, you know, it happens. People get sick. But of course, it wasn't pneumonia. And within months, the Olympics had been delayed a year. Flash forward to now, and in theory, we are six months out from the 2020-ish Summer Olympics in Tokyo. Now, Olympic hopefuls in this country, well, everywhere, have had just a crazy year. A lot of them didn't have access to places to train for months. And eventually, teams where you have a team sport had to form their own bubbles or pods so that they could get back to some kind of training. But in the U.S., they really don't have competition. And that's a big deal in team sports like, say, water polo. So today I'm talking to a two-time Olympic gold medalist in water polo. Maggie Steffens. She is the team captain. She is 27 years old. She grew up in the Bay Area. She went to Stanford. And as the team captain, that means that everybody looks to her to have it together. <laughs> Expect that Maggie knows what to do. So we'll talk to her about what it's like to lead a team through this COVID era leading up to an Olympics. And what you're about to hear, I assume anyway, is how we'll be doing Olympic interviews for the next couple of months. It's Zoom. Shocking, I know. So I wanted to just check in with you six months out from the Olympics. I have no idea what's going to happen. I am not consulted on these things. But we are at least going through the motions, and the athletes are preparing like everything is going to happen. So basically, I had a five-minute window with Maggie. There were five other uh, journalists from across the country who were also in our little Zoom room, and we just rotated every five minutes. And then that's how we did the interview. So I'm just going to play you the five minutes. This is how I used my five minutes every single second of it. (laughs) And I thought you might find it interesting to see what it's like behind the scenes of doing something like this. Here is Maggie Steffens on Dying to Ask. I'm Deirdre Fitzpatrick, and I've been anchoring morning news for more than 20 years. I know two things. One, that phrase, I'll sleep when I'm dead, is starting to seem likely. And two, the best conversations take time. Dying to Ask is my chance to have longer, more meaningful conversations without a producer yelling rap in my ear. Personal change requires personal growth. And these days, plan B is the new plan A. Ready to do life bigger and better despite the Rona? This is Dying to Ask. So we are six months out, Maggie, from the 2020 Tokyo Olympics, which feels familiar. Pretty sure I said it this time last year. And I would imagine from an athlete's perspective, you feel kind of similar. Yeah, it's definitely a bit of deja vu, but it feels a lot different because we've accepted what's happened and there's this whole other part of this mission we now have that encompasses all of 2020. So, you know, when we were looking at this a year ago, we hadn't as a world, as a country, as a team, as a family, uh, 
kind of gone through this adversity and gone through this change where now, you know, we can look back on what's happened and there's almost more motivation and more inspiration for, you know, the next six months. You know, Olympians are great about saying control what you can and using that mindset to power through almost anything. This year, you can control very little. So I'm curious to know how you've grown as an athlete and especially as the leader of your team over the last 10 months. Yeah, exactly. We, we always want to control what we can control, but sometimes that gets smaller and smaller and smaller. So for us uh, and for myself individually, I think we've really focused on how we can just continue to grow and continue to learn. It's almost like we've been given this extra opportunity to improve and to, you know, see this journey, see the Olympic journey in a new light and appreciate it even more. So I think for me individually, and I know I can speak for my team, one thing that kind of has changed or I think developed greater is just our gratitude for the sport the gratitude for, you know, the trainings that we get with our best friends and our teammates, the trainings to just be in a pool when, you know, there were months where we couldn't. So I think as a leader, as a teammate, as a follower, uh, there's that greater sense of gratitude and making the most out of each opportunity, whether it's controllable or not. Right. So just making the most out of, out of each day and uh, each opportunity really. You know, we live in this world where you stay away from people. You have six feet distance. Um, water polo is all about contact. So how are you guys practicing right now? Yeah, we've definitely had to do a lot more trainings with no contact, uh, especially when, you know, we weren't able to get testing or, or um, you know, weren't, we have a kind of a regimen that we've been very strict about to make sure that we're keeping each other healthy and, and the people we live with healthy. So We've been doing a lot more fitness training, uh, which, you know, is exhausting, but it's great. So a lot more fitness training and we've gotten a lot more creative with our actual practices. So doing more individual skill work, um, you know, you're still able to shoot on a goalie six meters apart. So we've been able to still do a lot of water polo skill work, whereas you're missing maybe actually playing games and that physicality that comes with water polo. But we've been able to work around that on our, you know, non-contact days, especially in the fall when we weren't, you know, allowed contact as much. This time last year, a lot of us, whether you were an Olympic athlete or somebody in my position, we were looking ahead to Tokyo and thinking, this is the easy button Olympics. No huge worries. Tokyo's got its act together. It's going to be amazing. And then came this last year. Um, You know, looking ahead, I feel like this could be for the world, like the greatest thing ever if Tokyo can pull this off. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. I, I've been saying this a ton and I know my coaches said it, my teammates, there's almost this greater power to this Olympics. There's this, you know, idea of we now have an opportunity to portray our resilience and our inspiration, not just as a team or not just as a country, but as an entire world. And so, you know, if our team can be a part of that resilience and be a part of that inspiration and, and a part of really world peace and world unity in this moment of time, um, we would feel very honored to be a part of that, to say the least. I'm buying what you're selling. Thank you. So that was it. That was five minutes with an athlete. And as you can see, I crammed in as much as I could in that time, but I have a little practice. So you, you get moving pretty quick on those things. I have over 20 years of covering Olympians and, and the Olympics. 
learned a lot about just life in general. I've learned what discipline looks like, where motivation comes from, where it doesn't come from. I've learned how to block out the world's noise and to focus. I once got an awesome ab workout from a four-time Olympian and gold medalist ice hockey player Angela Ruggiero. Could not walk for days after that. It was so good. This year, what I'm learning from them is patience. This is a year of suffering for so many people. It is a year of disappointment for athletes whose lives, like the rest of ours, have been on hold or their trajectories have had to change because they either can't afford to stay an athlete or time wasn't on their side to continue training and competing, which is a nice way of saying they got to be too old to do their sport, which is rough, but it is true. There have also been some athletes who will benefit from this year because they were able to get a little bit older, a little bit more experienced, a little bit more mentally tough. Olympians have said to me in the past that they sometimes look forward to a canceled practice because sometimes a coach will cancel a practice as a reward because you worked really hard and maybe they just see that the body needs rest. It's a good thing. But this year, canceled just meant canceled. I mean, how much has been canceled for you? So there is a new appreciation for the mundanity of the process, a craving for competition, a willingness to suffer and to work like they never have before. Will the Olympics happen this summer? I hope so. I don't know about you, but I could sure use a happy ending and something to look forward to. A little global unity sounds good right now. So we'll see. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening today. You can follow Maggie Steffens on Instagram at maggie.steffens. She is, she's so much fun to follow. You see all the like fun behind the scenes stuff with water polo, but um, she is a uber educated, extremely bright, articulate, um, really motivating individual. So I think you'd get a lot out of following her accounts. Quick shout out, as my pal Adrian Banker would say, to KSRSVL, who left this feedback on Apple Podcasts. This was after that first solo episode I did, the Phone a Friend Challenge. Fitz, you were great. Was a little apprehensive about listening to a non-interview, but loved hearing your own thoughts, tips, and challenges. I'll be back. Truth? I was apprehensive, too. <laughs> it was out of my comfort zone. Uh, but I, I liked it, and the feedback was really good on it. So I have a couple of ideas, and I'll start churning those out as I get them done. Thank you for listening today, and we'll see you next time on Dying to Ask.